0: Welcome, welcome dear listeners once again to another edition of Brother Z and Friends where we bring you fantastic interviews of personalities, snippets from the Bible and all these wonderful songs for your listening pleasure. So sit back, relax, enjoy and you will be blessed.
1: We are dealing with the topic two people really need each other. Welcome to Brother Z. So we're in Z and friends. Um, Pastor, how are you? Pastor Linda,
2: I am doing fabulous. Uh-huh. Just uh-huh.
1: fabulous. All right, excellent. I'm glad you're doing fab. As <laughs> the younger generation would say, fab. brother z how is it going bro
0: it's going great with me i would top fabulous for stupendous oh okay all right
1: i'm not gonna argue with that I'll, i'll i'll handle that i'll handle that okay so um does people really need each other i mean somewhere in the bible it said in the last days men will be lovers of themselves i believe more than lovers of Things of God and others. So, Pastor, brother, Z, does people really need each other?
2: I believe we do because I believe we are interconnected.
1: We do. We are interconnected, brother Zeke, and you. Can you throw you any it, more light on that for me?
0: Well, I, I, I get what uh, Pastor Linda is saying. We are pretty much independent, but we are. Interdependent. We all need each other. No man is an island, as they say.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm glad you said um, we all
1: need need um, each other. In this day and age where we're living in, it's modern times. Uh, why are people so lonely? There's so many people that are so lonely. Why are they so lonely?
2: Well, you know, the Bible tells us that. If we want friends, we have to show ourselves friendly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you say people, are they church uh, members or are they just the world, people in the world? I believe they're lonely because they don't have Jesus, first and foremost. Mm. And then they can be lonely because they don't get out among others. Mm. Uh, Once you start connecting with other people, Loneliness goes away because mm-hmm. you have someone to talk to, you have someone to confide in, mm-hmm. even to pray with you. So mm-hmm. uh, we can stop feeling lonely when we show ourselves friendly, mm-hmm. and I believe make friends.
0: Um, are you there, Brother Z? Yes, y- yes, I am, and I'm giving it some thought here, which we're talking about people who uh, often feel lonely. Mm. Even though they are not alone, mm. because there is a difference there, and I believe the people who are feeling lonely have maybe issues to to confront or something like that. But I, I, I am saying you could be because you you could be with people. And still feel alone. Mm. So it is something there, I believe, spiritual could be mm. lacking. Mm,
1: mm. But I, I, I also noticed that um, uh, a lot of a um, lot of folks um, they don't want to, even though they're lonely, they don't want to share things with with anybody. They don't trust people okay. to talk to people and all that. And the other day. We dealt on the trust issue. Yeah. So, you know, we find a lot of people who will not open up. You know, they just feel that hey, if I open up, man, I'm going to be kind of letting people too much into into my life. And we don't want to do that. So who, who, who do we blame for that?
2: Well, I think it goes back and, and, as I mentioned earlier, the relationship with Christ. Because when you have a sincere relationship with Jesus... And you allow him to see into you. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go into prayer, we I like to call that intimacy Mm -hmm. with the Lord into me. See. Mm -hmm. So not only am I praying and petitioning God, but I'm also allowing him to see into me Mm -hmm. to heal those hurts, those wounds, because a lot of times I believe. That we and I can only speak from experience because I've been there. I've Mm. been there where I was in a crowd of people and I felt lonely and it was a spiritual issue. It was things uh, from my past Mm. hurts and disappointments that uh, I didn't know how to deal with until I got in that place of intimacy with God. And he began to shed light on those things in prayer. Mm -hmm. And then help me deal with them and talk with me through them. Um, You know, a lot of times we we when we pray, we feel like, oh, I'm praying for this person. I'm praying for that person. But really, you are there to commune with God and Mm -hmm. for you to first be healed before you can even heal anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I'm just saying from a personal standpoint, I've been there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's how I overcame. I don't feel lonely anymore. Mm -hmm. Because my relationship with the Lord has grown. And these were times when I was saved. I was serving the Lord, but yet I felt lonely around people. But as I grew and as I spent that intimacy time with the Lord in Mm -hmm. prayer Mm -hmm. and he began to show me what was in me, showing me my heart. And he's still not done. He does that all the time, Mm -hmm. showing me what those hurts and where they came from why they were there why I felt like I felt and ministering to me uh, it helped me overcome that feeling of loneliness
0: right, is it? yeah very 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 interesting yeah particularly the into me see and it's not everybody could really open up themselves to to the uh, friends to others Mm. to let them see into them Mm. maybe because they're afraid they will be good Mm. maybe there Mm. are things on their mind that they think they they cannot share it it's i think it's a very deep thing uh, when we talk about uh, a subject like a subject like this Mm -hmm. i'm choking up already okay
4: Once I was blind I could not see The glory of Jesus So rich and free
3: I've
4: heard about him The man of Galilee I cried out, Lord Oh I found my Jesus down on child You are mine I went down on my knees and I asked
3: the Lord
4: Have mercy
3: please
4: He had compassion He showed on my knees I found my Jesus down on my knees I found my Lord it wasn't on the mountains not in the valley but it was on my knees I found found my Lord. Oh, but it was
1: on my knees I found my privacy and friends I've heard it said a lot of times by both men and women and men by women more than men. I don't need you I don't need anybody. Well, what are some of the things people are missing when, when they isolated themselves and ended up being lonely? And they're still saying, I don't need you and I don't need anybody. They're missing
0: the Lord. <laughs> yes, they are. That's the first thing they're missing. <laughs> because the God thing. is love. God mm, is yeah.
2: love. And when we look at the life of Jesus, even he was around his disciples There were times he went alone, but it was only to pray. Mm -hmm. And it was for that time for him to have communion with the father. But even he had 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he didn't have all 12, he had two or three. I believe that I, I, well, I can back up to a a analogy that the Lord gave me not just not long ago. And I said I was going to do it with the children at our center Mm -hmm. was to make a um, chain link out of construction paper because when we look at even from the very beginning we have Adam and Eve and that chain link to me was a link of each other as the one link went into the other and the other went into another and even families uh, as we go down from generation to generation and that link makes one long chain link i mean of millions billions trillions of people from the beginning of creation Mm. but we all have a piece of each other Mm. even Mm. our dna tell us that we all have a piece of each other so that to me shows us how we need each other just like the body uh the body that we have our arms our feet our legs you know the bible tells us about we being the body of christ but not just the body of Christ, but people in general. Mm. If you don't have anybody, that person dies a lonesome death. Mm. They miss out on a lot of blessings, a lot of happiness, even things that they may have need of. They miss out on that because they don't let anybody into their lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh, you you, um, you mentioned earlier on that if Jesus um, was at his best when he has. All his disciples and his comrades around him. Let me throw this one out there. Can you love and not like to be around people?
0: Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, can you love and not want to be among people? That's that's exactly the statement mm-hmm. I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that, that would be difficult mm. to love and not want to be among people. What What is holding you back? You are afraid of something. Mm. There's something deep inside there that you recognize that you love, but you're afraid to step out. And uh, it, it could be a feeling of, insecurity in that in the person. If if a person is very often rejected their ideas, their thoughts, they are often criticized Mm. by a partner or friend, it doesn't mean that they don't love the the partner, but Mm. they are afraid to expose Mm. Mm. themselves because they are tired of the rejection and want to be R- Recognized given some kind of uh, a credit, okay. so yes, the love is there, but the fear of being rejected mm. could get in the way
1: well can can you be around the wrong people? Oh, yeah. Is there such thing as the wrong people are the right people? <laughs>
2: can I chime in on that last I'll
1: oh, go right ahead, right ahead.
2: what he said uh you could love but but the fear uh-huh would block it okay and you know we have to go by the truth and the mm-hmm. bible says that god has not given us spirit a fear. spirit of fear it's a spirit mm-hmm. and it's not god's spirit right. god right. is love mm-hmm. so that is something first and foremost that we have to look at mm-hmm. that if fear is, then we're not walking perfect in love okay. like the Bible says. Right. So perfect love cast out all fear. Hmm. Um, so true love. See, we're, we're sometimes look at love from a human perspective, but true love is defined by God because God is love. Hmm. So when we go to the word of God to see the definition of true love then we realize that if there are fears and things there, we need to ask God to help us and to get rid of those things mm-hmm. so that we can walk in perfect love, because perfect love casts That's out all fear. Amen. Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Amen.
1: Brother Z and uh, friends have gone international. We're hopping right over to Trinidad right now. lady by the name of Esme Holder And this is a special song So we want to dedicate this to Esme Enjoy
5: All fear is gone Hmm. Because I know He holds my future And life is worth The living just because he
1: we be around the wrong people, you know, people who probably would influence us to do things that we would not normally do and all that. I mean, is is it a possibility?
2: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. The scripture says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So whoever you're around, somebody's influencing the other whether way it go whether it's you influencing that person or that person influencing you Mm -hmm. and as the bible tells us you know we really are intertwined because as we're together as the word says iron sharpens iron what you have it is transferred to me and what i have may be transferred to you Mm -hmm. so if you're around the wrong people all the time then if those people Say you're, you know, I knew a, a young man that was around people who were smoking and, and stealing and nesting. You know, that individual was uh, drawn into that kind of behavior. The Bible says evil communication mm-hmm. corrupts good manners. So you can be around the wrong people mm-hmm. um, and that that they're doing can rub off on you. If you're not careful, Um, Mm -hmm. even in carefulness, if you're around them enough, you begin to uh, approve or and be like them. Be like. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brother Uh, Z, some time ago you mentioned um, when we were talking about back in memory lanes about your past life. You know, your friends would come and you would provide liquor for them and all yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of interested in hearing what you have to say about
0: about being around the wrong people. In order to determine if I am around wrong people, as we say uh, it it depends on what I do when I am with the person. Mm-hmm. If I find I be... And I'll give you a very good example here. Uh, a friend, uh, a good friend that uh, did certain work for me in, around the house and things like that. Now, I'm a, a person, I do not swear. Hmm. But every two or three words come out from that person's mouth, was uh, uh, the person was swearing. Hmm. And I found myself that whenever I'm in company with that person, for some reason, I will swear also, hmm. so then hmm. I'm saying, hmm. after he's gone, I'm saying, "But Silas, you don't swear. how is it when you're around this person hmm. you you naturally you just switch into s- swearing words, yeah, and that is where i I had to pull up on myself and and mm-hmm. say no." wrong wrong person to be to right. be around and mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. i said that i try to be around people who make me stretch mm. because mm. it's contagious whatever the other person is doing for me it's very easily to to catch it so right. i like to be around people who make make me stretch yeah. to do
1: the right thing so it's like if you hang out with them for too long Mm. then you become one of them. Birds of a feather. Oh, you said that. You said that correctly. They flock together. Uh, We
2: are in Groveland, Florida, Anointed Community Services International, and we are managing the Elise Tomlin Community Center where we give uh, many free services, help individuals get food, get Medicaid, get Social Security Disability, get unemployment. Uh, We train and develop individuals. Children have a free after-school program. We have a youth intern program and a Meals on Wheels program for seniors and veterans and disabled. So you can reach us at uh, 352-404-7898. Or our website is anointed. that's A as in apple, N-O-I-N-T as in Tom, E as in Edward, D as in David, C as in cat, S as in sam.org, anointedcs.org.
1: Right, and uh, I understand you are looking for volunteers. What's of qualification um, do they have to have to come and work? within your organization
2: yes we are looking for volunteers that can come we have several volunteer positions uh, to be a a teacher assistant and work with the children with their homework and with tutoring and with outside play or uh, as a receptionist one that can do some typing of uh, forms and an Excel spreadsheet answering the phones that type of thing, we gladly accept all volunteers.
1: Wonderful. And um, what are your opening hours right now?
2: Right now, because of the after-school program, we open at 12 to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday.
0: Mm -hmm. 407-668-4824. That's 407-668-4824. By email, which is always a good way to reach us. By email is brothersz seventy seven at gmail dot com. That's brothersz77 at gmail dot com. Please remember that you are spelling out the 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 full word. And then the podcast uh on our podcast which is uh, also that way you don't miss anything you just have to google brothers and friends and all of our programs are there just waiting to share themselves with you okay and i understand that your
1: podcast gone international so we can be picked up <laughs> where in And Pakistan Uh, is one of them. And Germany. Pakistan, Germany. Yeah. So we've got. Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. yeah. A
0: lot uh, of things are happening in in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, uh, particularly with the flyer that we put out there, the poster, Mm. it's getting a lot, a lot of reaction from people. But like I said, in Trinidad, there's one person. Um write back and say, Is that the zealous buyer who lived at <laughs> such uh-huh. and such? The one who lived in time? Th- th- and the person who they asked replied and say yes. And the end result of that is I connect contacted the person on WhatsApp. We are uh-huh. now WhatsApp friends and right. we WhatsApp bodies, uh, WhatsApp bodies, right? Yeah, yeah, WhatsApp <laughs> brother. But on there circling. My principal from the school I I worked in, Mr. McQuaid, he got a hold of it and he oh. he has answered it on on Facebook mm-hmm. if you if you go on, on my page saying wonderful things about it. Esme is another one who has listened to every single one of the, uh, the episodes, uh-huh. and she is, has replied on okay. it. So it has the flyer has really begun to show its worth. OK. okay. So, uh, Brother Z,
1: I'm going to have to start working with my autograph bookman so that he can sign it for me, because you never can tell. Huh? Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. OK. We are going to go to Pastor Linda in just a little while. We're going to have our thought for the week or for whatever, but she always comes over with some beautiful thoughts from the scripture. And we look forward to listening to um, our pastor Linda um, every time we're here on the Brother Z and Friends.
2: Greetings, greetings, greetings. It is always such a joy to be with you by way of radio. And today we want to talk to you about a special topic. want to encourage your heart and just let you know how beloved you are of God. We're going to be coming from Genesis chapter 37. And we're going to talk a little bit about the coat of many colors. The coat of many colors. And Genesis chapter 37 reads... And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilha and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. I want you to take note of that. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. Now, beloved, I want to talk to you today about that coat. And when I was reading this portion of scripture, the Lord, uh, I said, oh, my goodness, this coat. And the Lord quickly said, I've been making coats for many years. And he took me back to Genesis chapter three and verse 21, when Adam and Eve were in the garden and they had sinned and they were accustomed to having that communion with the Lord. We're talking about intimacy and how we say intimacy. Well, Adam and Eve had that intimacy with the Lord and they would talk to him every day in the cool of the day until they sinned. And when they sinned, they were so ashamed. They were so afraid of God's judgment that they hid themselves. And when God came looking for them and talking about wanting to be around people, my goodness, God wants to be around his creation. God wants to be around you and me. He wants to talk to us. So even though Adam and Eve have sinned, God still wanted to talk to them. And he came out calling for them in the cool of the day. And when they finally came out and the Lord began to ask them what happened and they were so busy placing blame, Adam placed the blame. And even he was blaming God when he said, the woman you gave me, that's indirectly blaming God for their error. And so, and then Eve, she's blaming the serpent who, who deceived her and neither one of them repented. Neither one of them said, well, God, Father God, we're sorry. But God, what did you do? You said to me, you said, I've been making coats for generations. You slew an animal and made coats of skin for Adam and Eve. And here we see Joseph beloved of his father. And we can equate that in an analogy to our love that you have for us, the love that you have for us, Lord God, the love that God has for his children. We can see that in that same uh, passage of scripture, how Israel loved Joseph more than his other children, because he was the son of his old age. And then we go to the scripture of Zechariah, Zechariah, uh, uh, where we see uh, uh, Joshua, the high priest, and how Joshua stood before the Lord with filthy garments on. He stood before the angel of the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord spoke and said, give him a change of garment. You took those filthy garments off of Joshua and you put on clean clothes beautiful garments on him. And what you begin to show us in these coats of many colors, these coats of skin, these new garments that you put on us, that we have the divine favor of God. Even though we have filthy garments, a lot of people are walking around in their own works, in their own endeavors. And the Bible says that our righteousness is as Filthy rags. But Lord God, the Lord God has come and has given us a coat of righteousness. He has given us the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our righteousness. And that, beloved, makes us have a coat of many colors. That coat of the grace of God, that coat of the love of God, that coat that God uh, so loved the world that He gave. His only begotten Son. What did God give us? He gave us the righteousness of Jesus Christ, He gave us the divine favor of God and we're so grateful to God for that I don't know about you but in my gratitude I asked the Lord like they did in the book of Acts what must I do to be saved and the Lord God began to let us know through the scriptures as Peter rose up and said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ he was telling them listen Come out from among them. Be like your father Abraham. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And I will receive you and will be a father unto you. And you will be my sons and my daughters. We are so grateful to God because not only did Joseph have that coat of many colors. But we've been given a robe of righteousness. That robe is Jesus Christ himself. He is the one who covers us. He is the one who forgives us. And we can stand before the Lord justified, which means just as if we never sinned, because God sees that robe. He sees that robe of righteousness on each and every one that accept his son. And so beloved, if you have not made the Lord Jesus Christ, your robe of righteousness, I want to let you know, there's nothing that you could do That would make God reject you when his hand is outstretched to you right now with a new robe, with new garments. He'll do just like he did for Joshua, the high priest, and take those filthy garments off of you and give you the right right robe of righteousness that, Lord God, that you deserve being one of his children. So we thank God that as you look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, if you have not accepted him as your Lord, we invite you to do so. And we're going to come back in just a minute and pray with you the prayer of faith. Pray with you the sinner's prayer, that prayer that every one of us had to pray in order to take on and put on that robe. All right. We're going to pray with you all of those that uh heard that message and would like to accept the Lord. Just repeat after me. Father, I thank you for providing a robe of righteousness for me. I repent of my sins, and I believe that Jesus died for me, was buried and rose on the 3rd day. I accept him in my life and ask him to me. I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost that I might live a life pleasing unto you. Lord God, thank you for your love for each and every one under the sound of my voice. And we pray, Lord God, that you will strengthen them, keep them until the day that Jesus comes back for them. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen.
6: I would change up my behavior
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Brother C and Friends Gospel Show. Okay, um, let's pretend we find a six-year-old child who has had almost no human contact since birth. After the child was born, her mother changed her diapers and uh, fed her a minimal diet, but otherwise did not interact with her. The child was left alone all day and, um, and night for years and never went outside. We now find her at age six. How will her behavior and actions differ from those of the average six-year-old child? So basically, I guess what I'm asking is, how does isolation affect People,
2: mm-hmm. you know, first of all, I doubt that she could even speak correctly or speak at all, because we are creatures of habit. Mm. We tend to imitate what we see others do, especially mm. other humans. Um, I am reminded of how you could take a newborn baby, and it could be born in America from English-speaking people. But if you put that baby in the hands of a German and they're around those German speaking people, they will speak German. They will speak whatever language that they hear. But with this child not even hearing her mother talk to her, uh, no interaction, no loving, no coddling. That baby will be, uh, first and foremost, a loner Mm. and will not know how to. Socially interact with other children because there was no social interaction with mm-hmm.
1: her, mm-hmm.
0: Brother Z, I know you're still with us yes yes, I am, and it's not much um, to be to be added, but to say that it is important for us to to have good and uh, interaction with our with yeah, particularly young young children they, because that is how they learn, that is how they grow, that's how they get out there in society and be a good uh, person, contribute to, to society so mm. yes we have to <coughs> excuse me, we have to do these things and they, it's It's an example you used that was very, very alive there. But sometimes we have children in the house, in your own house, who Mm. you do not allow them to speak up. Uh, If an adult's conversation is going on, you would send them away to saying, like, children are to be um, seen, not heard, or
1: Children are to be seen, seen and, and not, not heard. heard.
0: So, yeah. so, I believe you have to allow a child to be a part of uh, a conversation. Now, I think adults would know if a child is around. You know that you're not going. You will have appropriate con- conversations and not just a dull conversation. Mm. So, yes, I believe the children should have that opportunity to feel free. Because if you don't speak with them, if you don't allow them to be a part of what's going on in the house, they will find reason to be a part of what is going on outside the house. Absolutely so. Yvonne Smith
1: lives in Maryland, USA. And she would like us to know that her birthplace is Trinidad and Tobago. She's a big fan, a huge fan of Eastlyn R. And we want to dedicate this special one for Evan Smith. Here is Eastlyn R. How do we give you
7: praise today? We magnify your
3: name.
1: See, pa, um, Pastor Linda, we are in the zone. So, um, final words.
2: Well, as we talked about today, uh, is it important to be around each other? And we've, I believe, we've concluded that it is. Uh, mm-hmm. That we yeah. grow. It cuts down on depression and mental illness, and even substance abuse, uh, where people are not going out seeking seeking to ways to feel better. Mm-hmm. Because they lack uh, social interaction with yeah. others
0: and right. love
1: more so than anything. Yes, wonderful. And um, Barazid, the good-looking one, you have the final word.
0: Oh, you mean you're going to speak <laughs> yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, uh, no. I think this was a very, very interesting topic that make you sit back and say, "Hmm." Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, it's it's good. It was good, and I hope, well uh, not hope. I know we will be doing many more topics such uh, topics such as this. Uh, thank God. Thank God for that. Okay.
1: Thank you. Until next time, walk with the King.
0: God bless you.
8: making it in-